0: Last time on the Bestow Curse podcast, the party weathered attacks from imps and inquiries from pseudo dragons alike before seeking an audience with the Queen. They returned her long lost brooch and are currently heading to Citadel Volshnik to offer their services to the overwhelmed city guard. The Cursed campaign continues now.
1: Hello and welcome back to the Bestow Curse podcast. Hey guys.
2: Hey Griff. Hey. Hello. Hello.
1: Y'all feeling famous after your brush with royalty?
2: I mean, I think that took Sylvie like a couple steps higher in the social ladder. She
1: drives in the pecking order, that's for sure. <laughs> I think Sylvie got the most out of the last episode. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> she was very pleased with herself at the end of that. may not be a real dice, but at least I met the queen. I don't know how many cat folk have been in the throne room, but Diego's one of them now. Yeah. Oh, you just want to curl up on that thing. Didn't you? You shed oh, all yeah. over the oh, crimson yeah.
3: carpet. <laughs> My hair is still there.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> it must be tough. Like if in a modern world, Diego was like a detective, it would be tough. Cause he'd be leaving his DNA like mm-hmm. everywhere.
3: Well, they didn't know about, D- Oh, I guess. Yeah. Modern.
1: Yeah. Like if it, if it was like special victims unit or something mm-hmm. and Diego's playing, played by ice
3: tea. Yeah. We've got one of our detectives, uh, uh, he, he's got 50 murders on his rap sheet. <laughs> <laughs> DNA evidence all points to him being at right at the scene of the crime.
1: Well, guys, from last episode, I was wondering if any of you have had a brush with, with someone famous or maybe how you act in real life if you're meeting with somebody very important. Any of you had that experience?
0: I kind of have. I don't know that I'd classify this guy as super famous, but one of my favorite bands in the world is a band called The Ghost Inside, and I saw them when I was in college in uh, Indie. And at the t- after the set was wrapping up, the lead singer, uh, Jonathan Vigil's like, hey, I'm going to be out by the merch table saying hi to everybody that wants to meet me or whatever. It's like, cool, this is awesome. I can't wait. And so I'm waiting in line and they had recently put out a new record and i spent a little extra money to get like the deluxe package and it was really cool because it came with like a ghost inside soccer jersey and you can get it customized so it has my last name on the back and stuff it's pretty cool but i was wearing that and when i got to the front of the line i just started gushing because i was really excited i'm like oh my god i love your music you're so cool it's like hey man what's yeah that's awesome what's your name and i'm like he wants to know my name <laughs>
1: And that, he did not take the courtly graces. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. And I i mean, I didn't say that. But then, uh, but then, like, he got excited because I was wearing that, like, special thing that I got customized. He's like, well, I haven't seen one of these, like, someone wearing one of these rounds. Like, can I see the back? And I showed him. And then we took a picture together. And the moral of the story was just that I had built this guy up in my head so high. And I expected him to just be like, oh, cool. Let me sign this paper. Let's take a picture. Get out of here. I got, like, 20 more people to talk to. But he actually, like, seemed to care about me. And we had an interesting conversation that was actually kind of fun. I really liked it. And it was a very positive experience. They say you shouldn't meet your heroes, but sometimes I don't think that's true. I think it's interesting. That's a very relevant parallel,
1: right? You guys yeah. have been hearing so many rumors. And I think that's what happens by virtue of meeting someone famous. You hear so much about them by secondary sources, just like you guys did with Queen Iliosa. And then when you meet them, it's kind of like, well, I'm expecting you to be kind of a shit, or I'm expecting you to mm-hmm. be this or that, and maybe you get let down, maybe you get impressed, maybe you get surprised in a good way.
3: Well, to be fair, I mean, anyone who's been in a customer facing role knows that Queen's probably one of the, like the the biggest roles where you got to like you got hours where you meet peasants basically and you talk to them about whatever's going on so she had to have that like customer service smile and like nod kind of thing going on I think telling me like the queen works at retail is that how- <laughs> no I'm saying she's like, a big customer facing role is like all of her citizens are like her you know. customers? Not necessarily the same way, but like... I don't think it works in that direction. <laughs> no. She's got a... It's like, it's like uh, going to like a town meeting or something, or like a town hall, and you got all those crazy people yelling at you or whatever. You got random people she, coming in talking to her. She chooses who comes in. Mean man. Okay, yeah, I guess so.
1: This isn't the Emperor's new
3: groove, if that's what you're <laughs> thinking, <laughs> yeah. really. Anyways, I, uh, I... Meat is a strong word, but I saw someone who was then later consumed in, in the maelstrom of time much like we all will be someday. So are you saying you see dead people or what? Yeah. I, well, he's <laughs> dead now. Yeah. Dead people. I was in Australia. It was like 2005, 2006. I was on one of those like student trips where like, you, they just sent a bunch of kids over to another country for like a week i I've never two. heard
4: of that, but okay.
3: Yeah.
0: So, <laughs> Shipped
3: us off to Australia.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Sounding less and less plausible as we go. <laughs> it's,
4: it's
2: like no, a... Oh, they totally do yeah, that. it's like, like people uh, no. people thing yeah, whatever. I, like it, I've, it I've done a trip a like thing. that. Yeah. I went to China for two weeks. Yeah. Ambassador Shit. program. I think it's in high school. rich kid things. Well, Maybe. no, it was sponsored by the Chinese government. I just had to get there oh. and get back.
0: <laughs> well, that's what we're talking about
1: now, <laughs> Emily. Emily, are you the, are you responsible for the recent spike in downloads from the People's Republic of China?
2: I mean, I still have connections.
1: Emily, uh, no, is I'm that not. why we haven't
0: been banned over there?
2: Somehow we get through the firewall. Emily, yeah. what are your thoughts
0: about Taiwan? <laughs> <laughs> Emily's gonna have to release a John Cena video
2: where she oh, no. speaks in perfect Mandarin and apologizes to the government. Well, that's gonna be a challenge.
0: Yeah, uh,
3: but, but
2: sorry, continue.
0: I was in I was in Australia.
3: I was in the Australian Zoo. and I was watching a a show that they did with crocodiles, like in one of like the main like arena type things they got. And it was uh, it was Steve Irwin's daughter doing a performance, or his son, or something like that. But I look. Bindi over, or? Bindi uh, yeah I think it was Bindi yeah. but I look over there to the right side of the stands and Steve Irwin is there in the crowd How
1: long ago was
3: this? Wait 05 so, 06 something like there.
1: When did he die? You probably you probably were the, the last
3: people to see Yeah him. it was like 2007 or something I think he, he passed away. He might have away, been and. the last person <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wait.
3: But yeah I headed right out <laughs> to the reef he was, Somebody pull up Chris's, uh, Chris's file He was just uh, he was just hanging out watching her uh, perform. I was like I think that was the closest I've ever been to someone so famous. I was like just looking at him. I wasn't looking at the performance this whole time I was just, he just—he seemed like he was hanging out, like a just a, a nice guy.
4: He died in two thousand six.
3: Wow! Oh. Yeah, that was close. Yeah, because I got back from the trip, and I think a couple months later, I heard he got Stingrayed, and it was like, oh, yeah, don't meet your heroes
1: or they'll die. Yeah.
3: Oh my
4: god! <laughs> yes. I was like, like, really? we can all breathe a
1: sigh of relief because Chris doesn't idolize any of us, but like, we're a little worried. <laughs> if there's
0: a chain. Well, most there's of a time. chain reaction. <laughs> oh, hold on a second, Uh-oh. Steve. Get your will in order. Yeah. It's coming to a close. I know.
4: (laughs) (laughs) The only like famous people that I've met or interacted with is, look, guys, I lived in the early 2000s to late 2000s. I lived around Michigan and in, in particular, I lived in Detroit area for a long time. We went to a ton of Red Wing games. My brother was a hockey player, but like we met so many of the Red Wings out and about, like at sports stores. We went and got stuff signed. We went to a ton of the games. Um, I played (laughs) lacrosse in a tournament where Chris Chelios's, I think, daughter or son was also there. It was like, I I swear, I went through a full cast of um, a lot of different Red Wings and we had a lot of different signatures. My brother was always in awe, obviously, because he was a hockey player and that was huge. I'm like, I was a big hockey play- fan, so I watched it all of the time. And that was always really cool. I am like an awkward person as a whole. And so I wasn't over, I don't think I was ever really overly excited or did anything. I was like, I, I was a kid and I was just generally. I felt like it was cool to see, you know, people we watch play, I don't know, hockey as well, get into fights and stuff. Mm -hmm. It was like awesome to see them just in real life. And uh, I don't know how many times my dad like had just had random casual conversations because we ran into them around because we were in hockey stores all the time. We were in sports stores. They also a lot of them played golf, which my dad is huge into golf. And so we just ran into a weird amount of Detroit Red Wings players, and they felt very famous to me.
1: I've, I've met a more famous hockey player than any of the ones you you listed. Yeah, one I did, up. I listed one. So. One upper. You <laughs> heard of a guy called Gritty? <laughs> <laughs> the Philadelphia Flyers. The Gritty? The Gritty. Oh. And I didn't meet him out of mask, but, uh, you know, what a character. Well, he's a nobody on a
3: mask. He, you gotta meet him with him. You, you gotta, nobody knew who I was until I put on the Gritty <laughs>
0: mask.
2: I haven't met too many famous people, but... Um, Fairly recently, kind of similar to Haley, I uh, did get pretty close with some professional athletes or pretty close to them. Brooks and I went to the Memorial Golf Tournament here in Columbus and we went uh, during one of their just like practice days. It was really cool because there's a lot less people around and the golfers are. They're playing very well, but um, they're taking some more risks and they're a little bit more laid back. And so if they hit a shot kind of off to the side, like right next to where people were standing, like we had, uh, like they would just chat with us about their shot, what we thought that they should do, how to like finagle around a tree. And it was just really neat to get to talk with them about golf on such like a down to earth level. And they were all so nice. And, like, wanting to interact with people, which was so cool because I've never gone to a professional sporting event where you could, one, be that close to the athletes and just, like, chat with them as they're playing. It was it was really cool.
1: Cool as hell. Nice. But, you? Gr- uh, I've met Bam Margera because we grew up in the same town. What? What? You didn't know that? Bam, no. Yeah, Bam Margera is from uh, Westchester, Pennsylvania.
4: No, you... Never told me
1: about this. <laughs> nice. uh, so I've met Bam, not like extensively, and we didn't go to the same school or anything, but I think he was, maybe would have been like just after high school age when I was starting middle school, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So big age gap, but they were around the area. And by virtue of that, I've like seen Johnny Knoxville on the street and stuff because, uh, they, because they were in the area, but I haven't actually met any of them besides Bam and, you know, it's Bam Margera. I wasn't really expecting it done out of him. I wasn't, as any middle schooler is. I was enamored by Jackass, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Wanted to do the things that they did. Was a little scamp. You but... guys
3: never, you never took a giant handful of flour to the face with them.
1: No, that would have been great, mm. wouldn't it? Wouldn't have just been great. But they did knock you over in a porta potty, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a shame. Like on the street, you don't get into those. Qu- the situations really, you know, mm-hmm. they, they really should have, like, as he walked through town, he should have set himself up in certain areas where, uh, he could, he could plant a goof or a gaff on somebody. Yeah. Like, he should have been like, Hey, like we can chat, but first,
0: I, I bet you have to go to the bathroom in this porta a potty here. There's no situation where maybe you were working at like a convenience store and then like an elderly gentleman hobbled in and started uh, pulling things off the
1: shelves. (laughs) I wouldn't have known who it was if they did, you know, I couldn't, could have planned, couldn't have planned that. No, they didn't film a ton of jackass in the area. They did film the village uh, where I grew up at Night Shyamalan. Wow. Yeah, that was a kid I went to high school with's farm that they filmed it on. Mm. So they, I guess that's fame. They were in the village, yeah. <laughs> a backup
0: villager or whatever. Recently saw old. That was a movie. Ooh, Yeah. Is that a Shyamalan? Mm-hmm. Yep. The old beach where people go to get old. I think maybe I should go there. Just get take, take a couple off the top. Yeah. 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 <laughs> nice. Well, we've discussed everything, everything we need to, I think. Ooh, I've <laughs> met Queen Ilyosa.
1: <laughs> nice. She's pretty famous yeah I was gonna say, like we've met almost all of the Pizo writers and developers, mm. but is that fame? Is that just buying a ticket to Pizocon? I, I don't really know who knows? <laughs> who knows I guess I know it wasn't fame. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> although I do remember when the first time I had seen Jason Volvin was when we were in the twenty nineteen Pizocon uh we were at the, the hotel bar the hotel bar, and I kept like. I was maybe six feet away from it, and I kept being
0: like, Steve, I think that's Jason Bulman. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm pretty, sh- pretty sure that's Jason Bulman. <laughs> well, I mean, I was wandering my way through like a 105-degree <laughs> wasn't. I, was, I wasn't doing the best, okay? We didn't- never said hi.
1: So let's get a hero point this time, and I do want to give this one to Sylvie for the courtly graces. I think that was very fun, the last episode, to see how... Her character specifically would interact with royalty.
3: Really, could say she was she was born for it. Well, mm. little calm a little
1: comfy.
2: <laughs> she was uh, raised in that environment.
1: This hero point is sponsored by Chris Doe Erden or the Hora, and he says she gets this one because of having the best character voice. Good for you, Emily. You did it. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, hero point. Damn, Figgy's just. Figgy's sitting Figgy's here. Just, no one's looking at Figgy Aww. like that. Yeah. Right.
2: There have been plenty of submissions for Figgy to get a hero point, though. So,
1: mm, Wow. Well, I guess I know where all four are going the next time we reset. <laughs> Figgy's the only one whose bank can go above three.
4: But am I allowed to choose when we use nope, the- I, I get nope, to pick when we the Figgy
1: <laughs> Sorry, Haley. So, guys, when last we met these heroes, you had entered the... Castle Corvosa and met the queen and her royal guard and you are now being escorted to Citadel Volshnik in Midland. It's evening at this point. I think you had you had gone to the castle late in the afternoon and spent some time there. You head through Midland to a citadel overlooking the Jagare Harbor and you know that this is the base of operations for the Cor- Corvosan Guard. As you approach, you do see that where there would be spots that maybe you would expect a contingent of guard, it's pretty light. There are not many guards outside. Looks like they're kind of operating on a skeleton crew here. And in the at the main entrance, there are two kind of nervous guards standing before you enter the yard, kind of the the interior walled interior space of this citadel. The castle guards kind of just nod and you're allowed through and you are escorted deeper into this citadel to an office and you see a woman sitting at a desk. She has bags under her eyes. You can tell she's she looks like she's been constantly working. Uh, She's in this somewhat modest, but still decorated red armor. Uh, she has kind of cropped, maybe not cropped, but above the sh- yeah above the shoulders care. Um, and because people were interested in this from last episode, I'm just going to tell you who I cast her as. She's cast as Natalie Tenna, who was Tonks in the Harry Potter series and was also uh, the wildling woman that helped Bran and Rickon in Game of Thrones and they, the guards would announce you to someone that they refer to as Cressida Croft.
4: Should that name be familiar?
1: You were told that this is who the, uh, the queen was referring you to. Uh, she barely gives an upward glance and you see there's a, a smirk that develops on her face. Well, when I got word from the, from the queen, she'd be sending adventurers over here. I wasn't quite expecting nine lives.
3: Oh, so... You are aware of my past somewhat. That's good to know.
1: It's not every day we get full-fledged vigilante in Citadel Volschnik's walls,
3: but it's good to
1: see you nonetheless.
3: Things are somewhat complicated uh, about my past. I've been having some trouble remembering the things that have happened in my past.
1: Well, I've never quite known you to work with a group, so kind of surprised you've brought friends.
3: I suppose there is a first time for everything. This is, uh, these are my acquaintances, Mirror, Sylvie, and Vec, and, uh, Figgy, of course, down here.
1: Pleasure to meet all of you. I'm Cressida Croft, Field Marshal of the Corvosan Guard. I was expecting you to bring Blackjack, honestly.
4: Are you saying you've met him before? No, but we in
1: the Guard have heard stories of, well, members of the Guard may have had a connection to the vigilantes of this city, and... Blackjack, well, we've been known to call on him from time to time.
0: Diego, you never mentioned you were friends with the illustrious Blackjack. If I was at one time, that would be a surprise
3: to me too. But So, Crusader, you you look upon these vigilantes favorably. You have connections with them. She would wait for the guardsmen that brought you to kind of shuffle out. <laughs> mm, like a wink-wink, nudge-nudge kind of
0: connection, I think, huh? Mm. Getting paid under the table. You
3: know,
1: I personally, on the record, have never had any dealings with the vigilantes of this city. However, off the record, I don't think they're doing any harm to the city. In fact, I think they have the city's best interests in heart. But, you know, their methods are not quite conventional. As I expect the rest of your friends' methods may not be.
0: Point of order, are we talking about some sort of organized... League looking for justice or something? <laughs> or are they individual?
1: No, nothing of the sort. Um, the, the biggest vigilante in Corvosa, as you've probably heard, um, if you've lived here any period of time, is, is obviously Blackjack. But um, Nine Li- well, this man looking quite like Nine Lives, although it's been quite many years since Nine Lives has showed his face in Corvosa, uh, was formerly one of the bigger
3: vigilantes in town. Yes, this is sort of a reboot, if you will. haven't been in print for a while. Eight lives? <laughs>
4: <laughs> All right, I've got Cressida written down uh, next to her. Pro-vigilante. pro Because <laughs> apparently those are the two sides of a coin,
2: here.
3: Well, so you speak of these unorthodox methods that people, I suppose, like us now follow, and that's what we wanted to talk to you about. There are things we've uncovered that we think it would be good to share with you and the guard things you should know well um
1: give me a quick moment and you would you would hear a knock at the door another guardsman who wasn't escorting you would actually escort a a Vudrani man in white and gold accented robes um God. Uh,
4: you said v- Vujrani man? Yes. What is that?
1: Vujrani. Is, v- Vudra is a country in uh, Galarian. It is very similar to uh, real world India.
4: Oh, okay.
1: The man would kind of give a sheepish wave and go behind the desk, kind of like whisper to Cressida. And uh, she would hand him a couple of pieces of gold and he would begin casting this guy's own a truth in us. Oh no! If you <laughs> if you have religion, you could attempt to recognize a spell. Sure. Uh,
4: no.
1: Oh yeah, twenty three. Twenty three. You think he might be casting some sort of restoration? In fact, once he finishes casting, Cressida
0: seems a little bit peppier, a little bit more upbeat. Oh, I'm guessing that she has had a rather tough time these past couple days and probably hasn't been sleeping and is using restoration to fight off exhaustion. Mm-hmm. Damn, she she just
4: in- has him on call for that? <laughs> I, I guess. <laughs> That's awesome. She's
0: working
1: 24-hour days. <laughs> she nods at him. Thank you, Ashani. These are several adventures. Well, <laughs> maybe not adventurers, but heroes. So I've been told that have been recommended by Queen Iliosa herself to serve the guard. That one is totally not nine lives. Would it be all right if I left them with your information? If they're needing any clerical services in the future? Shani would turn to you. Hello, everybody. The pleasure is mine. I'm... My name is Ashani Daughtry. The Church of Abadar would be honored to to heal if you are willing to pay the coin for uh, for these services. You can always come to call me. I have been at Citadel Voschnik for quite some time, but I also, at the main church of Abadar, you can look me up. I'd be happy to
0: assist if you need the help. Pleasure to meet you, my friend. This is fortuitous. I think we're all in fine standing, but it's been a crazy few days here in Calvosa, and I imagine after a few crazy nights that are probably ahead of us, we might be needing the same services that you're providing to this Miss Croft here as well. Vecchi looks at
1: you kind of curiously,
0: maybe like raises one eyebrow. Uh, you bear the dead god's symbol. Aye, yes I do. One of only a few I believe in this town anymore. A and breed. A young man to be worshipping Eredin yeah uh, yeah that's that might be true, young man per se. Um it's a family thing. Mm. Got an elderly grandfather. He likes to see me be religious. Okay then. <laughs> after shaking your hands head out and
1: he's still kind of like he he turns and, and gives still the side eye mm-hmm. to Vec as he's passing, just kind of mind boggled that somebody would would spend the time. I guess. Worshipping a, a dead god that can't give them any...
4: Time is money. I'm sure that's offensive to him.
3: <laughs> Your return on investment is is nil. What are you doing?
1: <laughs> These people don't know. They're compounding interest. Uh, <laughs>
3: and Cressida, now
1: that she's a little bit more awake... Apologies for all that. I haven't had much time to sleep since Eadred died. So you all come here with... Knowledge of what's happening on the streets. You surely know more being on the streets than I do from my office. Um, Although I'm directing the guard around, I don't get the boots on the ground information that often. So I would defer to you if you know what this city needs or what's going on. The queen, in her recommendation of you, did say that you seemed concerned about especially the guard presence in Old Corvosa. You know, it's it's just breaking my heart to see to tear itself apart like this. So if you're willing to to help me, and she kind of narrows in on Diego uh, specifically, I'd very much like to retain your services as agents of the Guard. You will, of course, be compensated for those services, but don't feel that you're acting officially. Scotch. This would be a bit more under the table assignment.
3: That might be the best for both of our cases there.
1: But it's something that you're all
3: willing to participate in. looks around to the the rest of the party, sees what they're thinking.
4: Aye. We've already removed once Scourge against the Midlands.
2: The city is in need of all the help it can get. Is there not anything you could give us as a get out of jail card? Just in case we do uh, find ourselves... In trouble?
1: I think just by mentioning me, you'll get out of most scrapes with anyone in the guard. They'll at least bring it to me for final <laughs> judgment on the matter. I wouldn't say go around spouting that you're working under Cressida Croft's orders, right? But if the guards give you a hard time at a certain point, you're more than welcome to mention my name. In fact, uh, if you're working under me, I can give you... <laughs> Gods know there have been plenty of deserters during this time... We have more than enough room in the barracks. If you 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 know, if you ever find yourself needing a place to stay, you're welcome at Citadel Volshnik. You'll have an official place, well, semi-official place, and you'll have at least my name to throw around if you get in trouble with anyone more official. Beyond that, I can't give you badges or anything. As much as I'd like to, <laughs> I could never get away with giving a badge to Nine Lives. No offense, not Nine Lives.
3: None taken. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a gracious offer you present us with. I, I I know my companions. I don't know that any of us are going to take you up on the offer to stay here. Though I could be wrong. He looks at his friends. Uh, doesn't mean it's any less of a of a gracious offer, though. I think I could be an agent of the crown for a little while. Now under the table as it may be. I don't want you to be
1: referring it like that either, because off the record. The Corvosan Guard are not agents of the Crown.
0: Now, now, now what does that
1: mean? (laughs) Now, we do work for the city. Don't get that confused, but a real agent of the Crown would be something like the Queen's Royal Guard. She's got the power to make changes in our organization, but we're mostly separate. We were always separate under King Idrid. We kind of take to ourselves and maintain an order. We don't necessarily take all of our orders from the Crown.
0: Then who might I ask do you take orders from? It must be someone. Well, as Field Marshal,
1: I hold a lot of sway, Um, but we do work with the Sable Company quite frequently. Sounds
3: like a better term would be unofficial agents of the city. That would be
1: the right term.
4: What is the Sable Company?
1: The Sable Company, you could roll me a society check on that.
2: I could not. Sylvie will roll for you.
1: (laughs) She's willing and sable.
2: A 19.
1: A 19, you would know this, the Sable Company. I guess I would equate this in a modern term where the Corvosan Guard might be the police force of Corvosa. The Sable Company is more like the military. And the Sable Company is most known for its. Hippogriff riders. Oh, uh, that I is remember. that when when you were seeing that that those were members of the Sable Company, they wouldn't have been members of the Corvos and Guard. And you know that that is run by a man named Marcus Endrin. Endrin of Endrin's Isle? I don't think so. A uh, direct descendant. Wow. Coincidence
4: Huh, it's it's one of those things when I hear company, I don't think I don't think military company. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, what company has them in their pocket. Um
3: Abadar Corp, of course.
4: <laughs> yeah.
3: Cool. Well I for one am looking forward to this off the books partnership. I think there's a lot of good we could do in this city, and as uh, as a member who's somewhat affiliated with the uh, Shawanti, I think. There could be something to improve relations there as well. Absolutely. That's
1: one of the biggest rifts in in police in this city is you have good people who know that the Shuanti are an integral part of the society here, but there are plenty of people including some of the guard that don't see things that way. Having someone with Shuanti connection doing a lot of good here could go a long way in changing perceptions
0: as well. Now that we're kind of on good terms with this lady, would now be a good time to hand over the ledger and the knife? Uh, Sure. Yeah. Maybe. Griff, I wasn't asking you. <laughs> you weren't asking me or you were? But, but thank you for your input.
4: Yeah, I think that would be great, especially before she has said what our compensation's going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think this can leverage us to uh, negotiate a potentially higher compensation. Higher pay grade, yeah. Yeah, by showing our qualifications. She already believes in them. You're friends with her? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs>
3: well to, uh, obviously we, we're, there's still some some discussions to be had about this relationship, but to to demonstrate our value, not only do we have insight into the streets, we also have knowledge in the sheets. For fuck's sake. <laughs> and, I saw that coming, I didn't think you'd do it. And by sheets, I mean the sheets of paper in this ledger we've found detailing the crimes of certain <laughs> members of Corvosan society. I've always
1: heard Nine Lives had interesting catchphrases. So you've you found a ledger of illicit activity, then?
4: Quite illicit.
1: (laughs) Oh yes. Now, where did you happen to pick this up?
4: I think we're honest here.
0: We all came together because we had grievances in the sheets. Her. We had, we had grievances that we worked out in the sheets. But we had grievances against this man named Gaius Lamb. I don't know if that name rings a bell with you. He's I have heard of Gaius Lamb. Well, I don't know what your thoughts are on him, but right shite.
4: I mentioned that Scourge we uh, eliminated. He's uh,
0: oh, that'd be the. He, so he's the did problem? you <laughs> did you do the
1: vigilante justice then? <laughs>
0: We did the officially not official agents of the city guard business (laughs) before we were.
1: So what I was getting at is I assume you're not holding a Gadrin lamb chained up in one of your basements or something.
0: No, I don't think, rather, I know you're not going to be seeing him wandering these streets again.
3: He
4: threatened a child.
3: Our options were somewhat restricted when we uh, ran into him. This is not a... A typical way we handle things, perhaps. Well, that's about as good as I figured. Uh,
1: so, so you're saying this is his ledger then?
4: Aye, it's all of his evidence.
1: She would uh, leaf through it. You see, you've provided us with some sort of code breaking in the early parts of this. Documents going to help decipher in it. Appreciate
3: that. You have Sylvie to thank for that. She's a wizard when it comes to that sort, those sort of things. She looks at you. You don't look like a wizard.
2: <laughs> I have a way with books. She looks like a
4: witch.
1: <laughs> You're a witch, Sylvie.
2: <laughs>
1: well, I said you'd be well compensated. I can certainly uh, provide some compensation for this already. This is a certainly a service you've done for the city. She would
0: slide three platinum pieces over to you. Now, if you thought that was good, just wait till you hear the next thing. <laughs> All right. Um. What What's the next thing that you've got? referenced in said ledger is a, a knife, a rather storied knife that has laid woe to many people in this city. It's the knife of the Keylock Killer. Turns out that Gadron Lamb came into possession of this knife and I think you can read about it all in the ledger once you get the time but with the ledger we also recovered this possession. If we take out the knife and show her I don't believe it belongs to anybody living in the city except the city guard. Quite right there.
1: That's a weapon of mass killing. A keylock killer. Well, this might help us tracking them down. This connection, having the weapon itself, we get we get one of the members of the guard to run some some object reading on it. See if we can pick picking anything up. I don't know if Mr. Lamb had it for long. Or
4: we were able to read that his son gave it to him. I don't know if that helps with your investigation, but I'm not sure. I know much about Gaidrin Lamb's son, but he can't be good if he was getting this kind of item for his dad.
1: We'll have to look through city records to see who that might be.
3: And to top it all off, literally, here's a stinky head we've been holding on to for several days. <laughs> Kidding! Not not pulling
4: shit out
2: of her. my office.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> she throws it back at you and smashes like a rod, like a pumpkin on Thanksgiving. We
3: gotta get rid of
1: that.
2: I thought
4: we already did. Yeah, I thought you guys dumped right. it.
1: <laughs> we'll say no more of it. Well, you could you could certainly tell her about the that murder specifically that spurred your retaliation killings. Murder most foul. <laughs>
4: All right. Well, does she give us anything for that key?
1: For the key, she would give you 55 gold pieces.
4: Why, thank you. Gave us the value of the key, That's part of the of the dagger, which is good.
1: Well, it's certainly more valuable than just the dagger to the guard.
4: No, I know. I was just, I was happy because I was worried they were going to take it as evidence and not give us anything.
1: They're, believe me, they're going to take it as evidence, but yeah. she did say she would
3: compensate you. Which
4: is good, 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 good.
3: Now, is there anything particularly you've been dealing with recently that you might need our help on? Any uh, leads or or troubles going on that needs an unofficial hand to, uh, to impact?
4: And with that, is all of our compensation going to be based on physical objects we bring back? Or is it a regular salary?
1: Uh, well, we'll get to the compensation. It's going right. to be, it's certainly not going to be like a salary, if that's what you're thinking. Corvo's has got enough trouble as it is without my own guards losing their way. You've seen uh, many have deserted their posts, more concerned about friends and family than the city. I can understand this, yet not all of the deserters have family. Some of them are simply using the riots as an excuse for personal gain. One such man is Varric Van Kaskerkin. Worse than a lone deserter, he's convinced a small group of fellow guards that Queen is going to ruin the city. Whether she does or doesn't isn't the point. Right now we've got a citywide crisis on our hands and I need all my guards working with me to see us through. A deserter is worse than a lost resource. It's an infection. I can't afford to pull any of my other patrols off duty to deal with Van Kaskerken and I'd rather not expose any of them to him anyway since I don't want Van Kaskerken to infect more guards with his talk of secession. Nor do I want some overly patriotic guard killing Van Kaskerken outright. I need impartial, skilled talent. Talent like you. Van Kaskerkin and his followers have holed up in an abandoned butcher's shop up in Northgate, a place once called All the World's Meat. I need you there. Try to avoid killing any of the deserters if you can, but if you must, they brought it upon themselves when they threw in their lot with Van Kaskerkin. I'd really prefer it if you could capture Van Kaskerkin alive and return him to me for interrogation, but if he makes that impossible, I'll accept his body as well. Finally, see if you can find out why Varric deserted. If there's more to it than simple politics, I need to know immediately. Bring me Varric alive and there's 80 gold in it for you. Dead, he's
3: worth only half that. That seems like a task we are well-equipped to handle.
4: We might be mostly well-equipped, but to bring him in alive, do you have some sort of cuffs or something that we can help restrain him with?
1: Certainly, I'd give you all a each a pair
3: of manacles you could use.
4: Don't jump the gun, man.
3: <laughs> also, as while we're asking for things, how's your dental plan? We, what are the
4: benefits? Well, I, again, we're not on salary.
3: You're, yeah, you're you're
1: kind of like a contractor.
0: Nine lives. My eyes have been glowing for a long time, and I'm not sure why. <laughs> Ooh, I need an optometrist to take a look at them. <laughs> Don't say that. That's a pre-existing condition. Oh
4: no. <laughs>
3: Legally obligated to report it if you say something
0: like that. (laughs)
3: Have to to tell him. Dang, that sounds like a quest, right?
4: Yeah, it does. Mm. Freaking
3: questing over here.
1: Sure. Beyond that, she would say, "Listen, I haven't had time to really do much investigating into the matter. We don't have the resources, obviously. So you're going to be on your own for this. Can obviously, you know, give you the manacles, and you tell you if you if you do capture him to bring him back here." Uh, we can certainly deal with him but anything beyond that you know if you need healing obviously speak with mr daughtry i'm sure he can you know for for whatever abadar's price is patch up if needs be but beyond northgate we haven't had people on the street to talk to talk to you know anyone in the in town about what what's going on at their operation at all other than that it's it's at an old butchery so that's going to be on you
4: where is this butchery
1: in northgate so, you know, that's like the northern section of the city somewhere on Sturge Street, I believe.
4: All right. So if I were in a video game right now, the new quest, like the quest that would pop up is go to Sturge Street and investigate Varric. After that would be capture. And then after that, would be return. Right. Like there's nothing else. It should be investigate first or it, or would we be expected to interrogate him? I guess is what I want to make sure. I'm...
0: Uh, she did ask you to if you could find out the reason okay. why he's deserted. Okay. If we're not able to, it sounds like she they did say bring him back, and she's going to interrogate him if, yeah. if he's alive. Okay. So yeah.
4: All right. Well, I don't have any other questions for. Her. Yeah. Back
0: to your compensation
1: strategy. This will be mostly what it's like. You know, mm. I'll be asking you to do tasks or to to you know bring someone back for questioning. If you complete that and are able to do that, you'll get paid. If you can't, I can't keep you on a payroll officially. I, the best I can do is is give you a spot uh, to sleep and and. Food, if you need it. And these manacles, of course, you'll have to return them when you're done with your unofficial official guard business.
2: What's the quality of the manacles?
1: They are whatever the step above the basic manacles
2: are. Simple then? Yeah. So poor is the worst, so they're simple. Okay. All right.
4: Well, I think we've got our plan together. We should... What time is it?
1: It's it's like 8 p.m. She would tell you, you know, I do need this dealt with. I don't need it dealt with... Like, immediately. So, obviously, we haven't been able to funnel resources to it. If you hadn't been around, it would have taken some time anyway. So, feel free to to take your time with it. There's no timeline.
4: Do your guards have any idea of activity level by hour or by, like, daytime or night?
1: No, like I said, I can't afford to put a patrol out near there. So, we're in the dark. You'd have to ask around the actual business, I'm sure.
4: Well, I guess then we do have two options. (laughs) One is, do we get a good night nice rest and then start investigating and then if we find out later it's a nighttime thing you know just stay up that night or we can i guess go there now i just i don't know where everyone is as far as how drained they are we've had multiple combats now
3: i see it so clearly we get a good night's rest early in the morning we get a van we go stake out Take yes. out the butchery. <laughs> yeah. Get a level of the activity, and then we start investigating. We
0: start going in.
2: Yeah. I'm, I'm down
0: don't. one focus point. Otherwise, I haven't touched my spells. I'm at
2: full health. I, I would I also know. be fine to start investigating tonight, but I don't have the same kind of spells everyone else does
4: yeah i mean i'm fine to investigate tonight i don't know if we want to i think it would be maybe it would make sense if we investigate tonight don't stay incredibly late and then go back get some rest and then investigate during the day so we can see the most opportune time and then we could either choose that night to plan an attack or um wait until morning if we found that was more advantageous
1: Yeah, i mean you could certainly like do the classic end your day in a tavern or something and ask around while you're there
4: Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's
1: true. Sounds good. Sure. So you guys are looking for a tavern in Northgate, which is an area of North Point, which is the northernmost area of mainland Corvosa. Yeah. So you would start at Sturge Street maybe and look around. Yes. You can pretty easily tell that even just in a passing walk, you can see the sign on the front. There's an image of a fat smiling cow and it does say all the world's meat. It's pretty easy to see at 21 Sturge Street. You also can see just from passing glances that there are lights on in several of the windows. And finally, you can see that there looks to be a large pen area where you would think livestock would be brought.
4: Do do we see any livestock? No. Okay.
0: Uh, But beyond that, That's all you can get from kind of cursory glances of all the world's meat. Well, the rest of the street, is it a busy street? We are looking for a tavern. I don't know if there's one on the same block or what. Yeah, it seems
1: relatively busy. North Point is kind of the, it was the first populated area of the mainland of Corvosa. So it's where the Corvosa urban sprawl kind of spread from here. And it's right across as well from like the Narrows of Santa Lica. So you would be kind of, you know how Endrin Isle is? On the northern part of the city, that's kind of where you cross over. You you hit uh, North North Point first, so it's populated. There's definitely a bunch of people on the street still. It's not super late yet. Um, the first tavern you would find has a big sign with three Olympic looking rings, and it says scrawled underneath Three Rings Tavern."
4: Hmm.
3: Is it within like eye shot of the all the meats? But,
1: no, no, okay. No, it's not. Sturge Street is relatively empty of taverns and inns. Okay. So you'd actually have to go to an area called the Five Corners District, which is just adjacent to North Gate in North Point to find your first tavern. Okay.
0: Well, this place looks as good as any. Probably poke in, grab a drink, chat up the bar page, uh, patrons, say, hey, isn't it crazy what happened down the street? going on here? You know, whack the joint. What do you mean what happened down the street? At all the world's meets, why are there, these deserters posted I see some, up there? What are they doing there? I see, I see some guards walking around here. Yeah, what's up with that?
4: Yeah, I was just going to say, there, I don't think there was an event that happened, so that's...
0: Oh yeah, there's right. a sure. event. That's there's not, just, not quite yeah. what I'm. I, I know that's what I said. That's not quite what I meant. It's just like, what's what's going on? See if we can get yeah. any okay. information. Yeah,
4: know? play really dumb and ask like if if the uh, the guards are planning to expand and renovate the butchery to eventually be like a second ho- headquarters or something.
0: Yeah, good.
1: Let's yeah.
4: gather
3: some information.
4: Yes, okay. let's do that.
1: So you enter the Three Rings Tavern and you see a large, maybe six two six three uh, Chianti man. is has his arms crossed he's kind of leaning on a stool by the entrance he nods at you narrows his eyes at diego specifically Uh, looks like he's a bouncer he would kind of tap you on the shoulder as you're passing by diego no offense sir but you're not going to be any trouble are you
3: you're a mite larger than myself no trouble here. We are. We're just here for a drink. Uh, Wanted to chat to people. Well, we should. We shouldn't be here that long, and we shouldn't be getting that rowdy. He kind of cocks his head when he listens to you talk and
1: uh, and speaks in Shuanti to you. <laughs> uh, you know, Shuanti. Do
3: you happen to speak the language of my people? I do. I've been. I've been trained in in speaking this, and might might be off a little bit, but I understand you. My name is Talk Par. And yourself? I'm Diego. You may know me by another name, but it's nice to meet you, Takpar. I cannot say that I recognize you from anything.
1: However, if you are familiar with my people, I will sit here resting assured that you will not cause trouble in my lady's bar. Your lady? Are, who,
3: who is it you work for?
1: Uh, yes. Theandra Darklight. She is the uh, proprietor of this establishment. You can speak with her uh, beyond the bar. She serves all of her patrons.
3: How is it that you've you've come to this place and gotten this job? I, I've not seen a Shawanti working in a district like this in a long time. You are a relatively new site for me. Mm, yes. My father
1: was a Shuanti, a member of the uh, scholar Qua. However, my mother was a Shamak and so I have never been formally invited into any of the tribes but uh, my father did teach me a great deal about my people as not a formal member of any of the schwanti tribes i found it easier to make my way uh, amongst the people of corvosa Uh, and lady darklight is a good boss Uh, she took me in when i was a young man and i act as her uh,
3: bodyguard although she rarely needs it well I'm happy to hear that you found the somewhat easy path in the city. I know it can be difficult for someone like yourself in in this city, but well, it is not without its difficulties, but as men of both
1: your and my stature can attest, it is made a bit easier by being of larger
3: stock. Yes. But it is it's good that there are still good people in the city who you can you can connect with and and, and work with. So it's been nice it's been nice nice meeting you Talkpar.
1: The pleasure has been all mine, Mister Longshadow. Yeah. You did say Longshadow, right? He would have said I did, Long Longshadow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And Diego moves into the bar with everyone else. Uh, behind the bar, you would see a chelish-looking woman. She kind of has the the classic pale skin, um, almost gray-colored eyes, and dark hair of a um, of a chelish uh, person. And she would regard you with a warm smile. Hello, and welcome to the Three Rings Tavern. My name is Tiandra Darklight. Is there anything I can get you?
0: Aye, an ale for me. The rest of you, would you be having the same?
2: A mead, please. I will take a glass of wine.
0: Water for me, thank you. So no one will be having the same. <laughs> Great. Make <laughs> the order complicated.
1: When it comes to wine, miss, what suits your fancy?
2: I would like a red wine, something dry.
1: Something dry... From my homeland, maybe from Cheliax, could get you something nice.
2: That would be a treat.
1: She would kind of gracefully sashay back, um, kind of into the. You know how some bars have the entrance to the wine cellar, like right behind them. You see her do the classic walking behind the couch. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
4: like going down the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: several minutes pass, and she arrives with um, with a small cask and would pour you some wine from that. Uh, for the rest of you, she would uh, she would have what she needs behind the bar. And she would kind of eye, you, eye
0: each of you up.
1: Uh, you look maybe a bit weary. Have the recent troubles been affecting you much?
0: Aye, just like the rest of the citizens in this city. It's been tough. Not easy to get sleep when people are rioting. Not easy to get food when markets have been closed. Thankfully, they're starting to reopen, but hasn't been easy. I've seen the city recover from worse, but don't make it any any better in the meantime.
4: I, and I've been working a lot. I've got not great, but at least rudimentary healing skills, and a lot of people have been hurt.
1: seen that quite frequently myself. Many people, even in
3: Northgate, have been injured in these troubling times.
4: I've been trying to help anyone I can find.
3: It's unfortunate there's not more of a guard presence around here to help deal with that sort of thing.
1: Yes, although... Tokpar does a great job at keeping my patients safe. We have not had many troubles inside the bar.
4: It is nice to have an asylum that you know, but do you open your doors for anyone?
1: Well, if Tokpar gives the okay, then most people are allowed inside. Why do you ask?
4: I was just curious. Not a lot of people who have protection will let anyone in.
0: Not a lot of people have Tokpar. have the people around here who do not have their own talk, Bob and Farron. I myself am from old Corvosa, we're neighbors but not quite so close. I'm just passing through tonight. She would kind of tilt her head to the end of the bar and you would see a
1: bedraggled looking man in Corvosa guard attire. Looks like he hasn't shaved in over a week, which, you know, is now starting to look shaggy unlike vec where it might, <laughs> sexy it might be a full grown beard Diego make me a society check untrained
3: untrained and with no bonus
1: <laughs> nine nine you're not sure where you recognize this guy from maybe it's like you've seen him without the shaggy scruff before somewhere mm. uh, and actually uh, Sylvie could give me a society check as well
4: can you also make a medicine to see if Bedraggled
2: is is also hurt or just tired? Sure, yeah. So, 14 for Sylvie.
1: Sylvie, you saw this guy in the same portrait as you saw Sabina Marin in, you remember her from.
2: Oh.
1: And he does, in fact, have a uh, rather nice-looking sword at his hip.
4: I have a 27 to
2: medicine.
1: 27 to medicine. He looks unkempt and drunk, but not injured.
2: Okay. Does Sylvie remember his name or does she remember seeing?
1: Just like with Sabina, it's not like they were labeled, but you recognize his visage. That was that was a portrait
3: in the, in the cast? In Orsini oh, okay. Academy. Oh, in the, in the yeah. Academy. Okay.
4: Her teacher keeps portraits of like his best students.
2: Oh, yeah. So That means he's skilled.
1: Very horse slughorn of him. Yes, mm. it
4: is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's cultivated.
2: Sylvie looks to the man and then looks back. To the party, I have seen this man before, or at least an old painting of him. I believe he attended the same or seen the academy that I am now a student.
0: Is uh, is Theandra still around? Well, yeah, she's she's the bartender, and she's and so, so she like mentioned motion to this guy, Miss, who is this gentleman? He it seems to have piqued Sylvie's interest here. He knows him as some sort of popular figure, maybe. Member of the Corvosa
1: Guard, um, he was relatively popular around here because he was a good, is a good man. But he has been spending more and more time here, Worry for his, uh, for his health, his drinking, and this the death of King Eadred must have been hard for him. He seems to be having a hard time of it. He was um, Sergeant uh, Soldado, Grau Soldado. Did you say was? Well, he is not a former member of the Guard, but by the time he has been spending here, I do worry that he is maybe shirking some duties.
0: Is at least shirking the dress code, rather unshaven. Although, I, I mean, I shouldn't be one to judge. I'm not. Well, look, but it looks good on you. He needs to shave. <sighs> you flatter me, miss. I'm going to blush. Diego, I assume you shared
1: kind of like, before you saddle up to the bar, what Tuck Parr was saying to you, yeah, yeah. I think I'd I would do. allow a society check on on Theandra Darklight as well.
3: Untrained, here we go. Well, to Sylvie, who is trained. <laughs> oh, I rolled so good. <laughs> Shame.
2: Sylvie also rolled really well. That is a natural twenty for a twenty-six.
1: Wow, you needed that. Darklight is probably not this woman's actual last name. It's a last name that members of a certain clandestine society adopt Mm. called the Dark Light Sisterhood. It's an organization that started in Chelyax and has moved to Corvosa because Corvosa is a Chelyaxian colony, first and foremost. Uh, But it is similar to the Pathfinder Society, but it is an all woman society. And it, it is known as the Dark Light Sisterhood. And you would, know that she's a member because upon joining the Sisterhood, you know that a woman changes her last name to Darklight in a symbolic marriage to the Sisterhood. Although she can still marry, she can never change her last name from Darklight.
4: That's super cool.
1: So it's kind of like an adventuring society, but it's a it's an all-woman society.
2: Love this. Uh, Sylvie won't say anything about it while she is around, but she will fill the party in after she leaves.
3: Sure. I almost recognize that man across
0: the bar from somewhere. We should uh, should consider talking to him. Right. He's shirking his responsibilities. Maybe he may deepen his cups, reveal what's going on. Maybe he knows how the sausage is made at the butchery. You're on fire today,
3: Nine Lives. <laughs> <laughs> so you sidle up to Sergeant Soldado?
0: My friend, what are you drinking? Oh. man, I drink whatever you're buying. If you're buying something. That's the funny thing about ale. Seems to disappear on me. And he turns his glass to the guy and it's almost empty. I'm right due for another one. <laughs> Are you? I suppose I could I could use another beverage. You know what? I like the cut of your jib. You look like a decent enough bloke. Uh, Miss Darklight, two ales down here. And a water and a mead and a wine, I guess. <laughs> she uh, smiles and
1: nods and gathers the various drinks delivers them to you
0: I've been in my first chair drinking establishments drinking by myself it's alone some activity I saw you down here and thought you might need some companionship of the friendly varietal (laughs) I appreciate that quite a bit I I didn't catch your name mine's Grouse Soldado Grouse Soldado like the sound of that you can call me Vec Beck. This is my buddy Diego. We got Sylvie and Mir over here. The little pal on the floor down there. Oh, that's Figgy. You're gonna like him. I didn't know they let animals into this bar. But <laughs> well, how do you think they let us in here? <laughs> he like kind of like grabs his shoulder a little bit like yeah, we're buddies. We're a bunch of animals. And now
1: I I, I can't shake the feeling I met you before, mister.
3: I get that a lot
1: nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I, I don't I don't mean nothing malicious
3: by it. I just do you, do you happen to know uh a taste soldado yes I do she provides for uh, a number of members of the tribe that's taken me in she's a wonderful woman
1: all right you're you're uh you're with the Shuanti then yeah my my sister-in-law does a fantastic job uh caring for you know her whole family but also the people around her
3: do you have friends out out at trails end I do yes it's been tough getting to them since all these troubles started uh and uh, I'm I'm remiss to say that I haven't been in contact with them. I, I think these recent days have been hard on all of us. I agree. I, I feel like I've been a
1: shitty uncle, you know, not, not being able to get out there. But uh, from everything I heard, it's better better to be out there than in the city. I think it's, it's safer for Tase and the kids to be be out there with uh, with your friends than it is for them to be anywhere within the city walls.
4: I'm sure your job hasn't been very easy lately
1: <laughs> it's been uh quite stressful it's been difficult to to cope with everything that's going on
0: i'll say that for sure what have they got you doing recently you're putting down riots getting people food <sighs> i've seen the city guard around but you know I'll, i have no idea what they're doing feels like we're having to stop
1: people just from getting you know the bare necessities and it's it's getting to me you know it's like the any sort of malice that people had that was earlier that was earlier in all this like people are just starting to try and try and get food you know they're going hungry and it feels bad to have to try and shut that down when, when people are just trying to steal a loaf
0: of bread you know it's tough man sometimes it makes you wonder if the people in charge are doing the right thing kind of want to give it up and do it yourself you know (laughs) now i heard that i i heard people
1: people doing that kind of thing you know it's just when you work for the law for so long you just you want to think that following the law and and helping others follow the law is the is the right way to be but these days it's gotten a lot less clear i just i worry about what's what's going on in that castle
4: did you get put out here by yourself? Or do you have at least a team to, to lean on?
1: Oh, I'm certainly not on duty right now. I'm drunk as a skunk, ma'am. If I don't, you know, I just, I, I found it hard, harder and harder to get through the day if I ain't, you know, taking a couple taking a couple beverages at, at the Three Rings Tavern. But yes, I, I've been uh, stationed in, in North Point, so I, I've been spending a lot of time in this area. Although, if I could be honest with you, it just feels like communication from, from higher up is getting muddied. It's just, it's not that clear what we're supposed to be doing. And, uh, you know, people are leaving left and right. I find it difficult even to come into work, you know. And I like to think that I'm one of the good ones. He, like, gestures to his sword. I'm at least well trained.
2: <laughs> yes, I... I believe I've seen you before. Did you attend the Orsini Academy in your youth?
1: Yes, ma'am, I did. I never did graduate, but I was a student under Ben Carlo for quite some time, you know, about 10 years ago now.
2: For someone who didn't graduate, you must have made quite an impression. Your picture is hanging in the Academy.
1: you know, ma'am, that does surprise me. I can't imagine that uh, that old fool would be sentimental. It's strange he would be keeping keeping my picture up.
4: One side note: this is now the second person who's like, "Man, Ven Carlos not sentimental," and had no idea their portrait was even up. That is fascinating.
0: That's so weird,
4: right? Yeah. Isn't it? That's where I was like, "This is just..." Interesting.
2: From so Sil- from like what Sylvie knows at the academy, he's not often around teaching. Like his students teach the class. So like she has interacted with him some, but like he's not directly teaching all of the classes, so he is kind of aloof.
0: How do you not only put up a f- put up a portrait of somebody, but it's it's not like a photo. Like if this guy if like if Carlo was just a creep, you could just take a photo and put it on the wall, but we don't have cameras like this picture was commissioned and stuff right there's logistics that go into getting this done and that the fact that neither of these people knew that their portrait was being created and put up. well i
1: i wouldn't i wouldn't go that far i think they both seem surprised that their portrait is like hanging on the walls there they might have posed for something something, yeah they may may have posed okay
0: okay that makes that makes a lot more sense. you know like
4: student portraits yeah like every year (laughs)
0: Portrait day. Yes.
3: Well, like maybe you know, like a, yes. like a
0: picture of the you know of the
1: class or whatever.
3: Everyone's had that, you know. It's fifth grade. You go in there, you sit down, you sit for three hours uh, with a scepter in your hand as someone sketches you and paints you with oil. It's
1: yes. right common and current.
3: Yeah. You get you get the you get the picture in the mail with a check for five hundred dollars. I can't tell you how many times I've had my portrait painted for various clubs I've been a member of.
0: The get, worst get thing. a bunch of wallet-sized portraits done for the grandparents.
3: <laughs> the worst thing is when you forget it's portrait day and you wear something oh, that you don't man. want someone to paint oil paintings yeah, on. Yeah, I was I was wearing a Corvosa Hippogriff
1: jersey. I felt <laughs> kind of bad about it that day, but you know, you got to do what you got to do. But yes, I I am a
3: former student at uh, Orsini Academy. I joined the guard not long after. I imagine there must be others in your line of work that are also feeling the same way uh, what's what's the sentiment in, in your ranks there are, are, are other people fed up with what's going on there are they, are they taking action
1: Man, I, I don't know that I want to talk about all this but you know, I'm just trying to I thought you guys just want to come over here and get a drink hey, bringing up my job and that kind of stuff I'm trying to escape from that but you can make a diplomacy
0: check
4: he has already mentioned, by the way, the deserters, too.
0: Yeah. He mentioned yeah, them. Briefly, yeah. Mm-hmm. So teams, we've all been talking to him. Can we, like... Yeah, 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 yeah. You can, you can certainly all roll your own diplomacy 16
3: checks. 16 diplomacy. All right.
0: I believe hero points are resetting after this. I have three, so I'm going to burn one now.
4: Okay. I rolled a natural 19. Right. Ooh. Plus zero is 19. Oh, I got a 19 as well.
0: Could I get higher? Maybe. But I'm not going to burn a second girl point. Right? So I, I, I don't beat the 19. Okay. What do you guys say?
1: Those with the 19.
2: <laughs> Sylvie responds, As a current student, I would like to know what my prospects are when I graduate. I will need to get a job and if I can know the inside workings of your day to day it would help me decide my future career and honestly
4: uh, I'm just curious because you mentioned deserters and I know in my area the Guard hasn't been around much I'm a little worried about the city so that's why I asked I know it's hard hopefully you've had at least a couple drinks and it's a little bit more numb for you but
1: yeah, he's like he's I'm kinda hurry. like sway at this point. Yeah, there's there's been there's been deserters, there's not enough people for all the all places that need patrols these nights. and you know, Things are getting a little high hand. People are dying. Especially in those first couple of days. Plenty of good men died. It's just hard to keep Keep going out to a city that it seems like they're fighting against us, fighting against that queen sitting in that chair. You know, half the city just doesn't think she belongs there, and they won't listen to me. They won't listen to anybody telling them that. You know, they they need to follow the law still. So yeah, there's there's plenty been plenty of deserters, uh, some vocal, some more vocal than others, but you know, it's it's kind of like leaving in disgrace. You're basically an outlaw if you if you desert.
4: Well, at this point, those deserters have left it to us. I've had to protect my area of the city because no one else is there. Who are these loud, outspoken ones? Because honestly, at this point, it's frustrating.
1: Well, I, You got every right to be frustrated, but don't take it out on me.
4: I, Not on you. I want to know who's the deserters.
1: <laughs> Miss... About a quarter of the guard is already deserted. There'd be too many names.
4: That's to, a lot to number.
1: Yeah.
4: Any of them making the rest to desert though. Sometimes that stuff's contagious, and one small spark can lead to a full flame. Nah I, I
1: mean, in in this district, you got um, you got Varric... Van Casker can. He's calling themselves the Cowhammer Boys. What was that? Cowhammer Boys. Cowhammer? Cowhammer Boys. You never heard of a cowhammer before? Where are you from?
4: Ranch before? Where where are you
1: from, Vic? You never heard of a cowhammer?
4: Man, I didn't realize this episode would center so much around um, cows, and I wore a cow
3: <laughs> Man, s- send this boy down the pig slide, you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> Ma'am, I'm gonna have to ask you where you got that attire. <laughs> Did you get that from them
3: cowhammer boys?
0: I need... I'm gonna make a club called the cow Boys. <laughs> cowhammer Boys.
3: I need to go in there to see what they mean by this. <laughs>
1: So, uh, them cow boys, uh, they, they've been giving out, uh, (laughs) it's funny that they, they decided to do something, I don't know, decent. They've been giving out free meat, um, trying to keep families from going hungry at, at, uh, 21 Sturter Street. All the world's meat is what it used to be. Uh, but I also heard less savory things. If you, uh, if you were to go in there and ask for uh, the night's special cuts, they're running a, uh, a mercenary organization out of the place as well. I don't know exactly what they're doing, but I ain't been on any calls with any any people that have been roughed up. So, I I'll don't know, I'll
3: know how exactly this mercenary business is working. Well, one thing I know about deserters is that they all get their just desserts one way or another. I guess you say that. Difference.
0: It's as if the Cowhammer Boys got a little bit of a sweet tooth, don't you say, Diego?
3: Good God!
0: I might be inclined to say something like
1: that. You—you <laughs> you got some kind of interest in the in the Cowhammer Boys? I hope you're not trying to get somebody. Uh, roughed up or worse, you know. I'd have to, I'd have to take an. I'm, I'm pretty, pretty messed up, but I'd have to take, uh, take an interest into that.
4: Like I said, I'm more concerned about one deserter starting starting a full-on fire based on just trying to get more people to desert. Like, I thank you for not. This is it's very important. It's hard for people like me. Where I have to take care of my own because there's no one around. I don't, I'm, I'm more interested in not having deserters being loud and pulling the guard in.
3: They might be doing a little bit of good where they're at right now, but they could be doing a lot better if they were integrated back into the guard and working with them again. Well, I don't know that people that
1: are deserting really belong back in the guard. They're, if that can, If they're going to change on a hat like that, you know. I, I know this you. time has kind of tested everybody, but it's just, I mean, some of us are turning to the drink, whatever, but whatever you got to do to keep doing your job is what's important now. And if they can't manage to do that, it just ain't safe to have somebody like that on the guard. Somebody that'd leave you behind if you were in a bad situation.
4: I'd agree, and I'm fine with them giving out free meat for families. What I'm worried is, again, having that spread. I don't want any more deserters to be convinced. People who normally wouldn't be deserters.
1: I mean, that's just gonna keep happening. (laughs) I, I don't really know what you think you can do, but you know, they might be deserters. There are other deserters. You go talk to them, shut them down, whatever you gotta do, but the end of the day they're at least giving some people some meat I try and leave them alone what am I gonna
3: do that's fair that's
4: fair true you still need to just keep everyone else around here safe you've got a hard enough job as it is you don't need to bother with them but don't stop us if we decide to do something again this is like a toxic plague to just keep spreading. Lots of rumors and breaking up the guard this way.
1: I'll tell you what, I'll clean myself up after tonight. You know, I'll sober up in the morning, but re- help me remind myself of you all. And man, you, Mr. Tall, Dark, and Handsome over there. Yes. Uh, not <laughs> now <like> you. you. <laughs> um, If you don't mind, if you do make it back out to Trail's End, uh, just let me know how how the rest of my family is doing, how my nieces and nephews are doing, how my sister-in-law is doing. I'll send them your love. All right, I appreciate that. In return, if I hear anything weird happening at all the world's meat, I might just
0: go have myself a beer. I've never had a problem that I couldn't solve with a couple ales. It's not a bad idea. And so you've learned some
1: information about all the world's meat. I assume you would like ask around. Still, you would find out that I'm just gonna roll over your diplomacy check uh, for him at the beginning. But you would find out that they are most busy in the early morning, uh, and that they usually run out of the uh, free meat by noon. You already saw yourselves that they keep the lights on late. So presumably someone's awake. Go tonight. No. But um, that might help you decide when to go. You know, there's going to be a lot of other people there uh, until about noon. And I think on that note, we'll continue the curse campaign
3: next time.
4: All right.
3: (laughs) Meet us next time. (laughs) Oh, (laughs)
0: jeez. The Bestow Curse Podcast is a Hideous Laughter Productions show. Hideous Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Curse of the Crimson Throne is copyright 2016. Curse of the Crimson Throne and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo Incorporated and used with permission.